This is episode 605 for April 2020, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is a from Suko's Night Bounce Remix, where they took the uh, theme from the uh, Spider-Man uh, 60s cartoon and, and remixed it like we're dancing in a club, evidently. Uh, kind of cool. Check it out on uh, Suko is the YouTube channel, so you can hear it there. Before we get to this episode, I want to thank the Patreon members that made this episode possible. So a big thanks goes out to Robert, uh, Alex, Frazetta Hulk, Josh, Zach, Mohammed, Laura, Vinkman, Sailor, Sega, uh, Craig, Andrew, Michael K, Stuart, Ricky, Thomas, Nick, hashtag something good for you. Havskimo, Patrick, Will, Frederick, Symbiobro, Dowd, Taylor, JB, Stephen, Jay, Scott, Michael2099, AJ, Chris, John, Bob, Datboy, and Eric. Uh, thank you to each and every one of those. Uh, they logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. They said, you know what? We enjoy your show. We'd like to support it. And get some exclusives in return. So they get exclusives like the Spider Satellite title. Also, they get this podcast two weeks earlier than the public does. So they get to hear all the exclusive podcasts plus the regular ones two weeks earlier. So if you would like to help out the site, help me pay the bills, log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. All right, gang, let's get on with the ASM review. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our quarantine ASM review show. Let's see who's quarantining with us from a safe distance. We have Ashley. What's going on, Ashley? Hey, I'm doing good. Um, enjoying my quarantine binge watching of every possible thing that I'm streaming. We just watched Onward tonight. Hmm. Oh, yeah. With Tom Holland. With Tom Holland. Holland. Was it good? I haven't seen it yet. It's very good. It's it's okay. a it's a big family movie. It's a it's Spider Man and Star Lord in a road trip is what I Basically. it looks like. And it's amazing how much Tom Holland's character looks like him. <laughs> that's <laughs> cool. like he's blue and has elf ears, and I'm like, that's Tom Holland. That's Tom Holland. There you go. We also have Zach. What's going on, Zach? Spider Man Crawl Space Podcast practicing social distancing since 2006. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be here. It's it's good to know yeah. uh, not to have the corona. Uh, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I, if if I had thought ahead, I would have brought corona beers mm. uh, to share with everybody. But there you go. I, I just I forgot today. I didn't get it at the store. Uh, we also have Kelly, aka K Day. Hey. Kelly, you were you were drinking of a Mayday uh, flask, oh. not a flask. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it is a Who's coffee that? press that Aww. I so it's I just stuck a Adorable. sticker on my oh, friend, man. uh, my friend Doodle Cakes, uh, Doodle Cakes threw this commission for me, and I turned it into a sticker I to stick it. on my coffee press and drink my coffee that another friend roast so very cool so ron friends if you're watching she would have had your drawing on there (laughs) by the way jr we have to warn you ron friends loves these live streams lately (laughs) ron friends may come in jr what's going on from where the bathroom no (laughs) (laughs) no no 
Uh, Anthony says, nice sticker, Kelly. There you go. JR, what's Thank going you. on? Quarantine. You're, you're stuck in a house with your wife. Are you okay, sir? Well, you know, I, um, uh, I'm making the best of it. You know, I, uh, I've got, I've got some movies I've been watching. I uh, just, you know, watched Vincent Price and the last man on earth and Charlton Heston and the Omega man. And, uh, then I, you know, green, uh, pattern, I'm, uh, uh, a, no, no, no. Sterling greens, not, not until we start eating each other. Uh, you know, uh, Stephen, Stephen King's the stand, you know, so I'm, uh, you know, doing good, keeping up, uh, you know, getting into material that's very inspiring in these trying times. Two shall enter, one shall leave. No. My money is not oh. on Jr. Uh, <laughs> and we have Javi. What's going on, Javi? Hey, hey everyone. Hey, what's, are you? You aren't working from home. You're you're uh, essential no, personnel. You work I, in the uh -huh. hospital, right? No, I work in dispatch. Oh, dispatched. So ambulances yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I used to be wow. on an ambulance, but I started uh, social distancing from that 13 years ago uh, when my daughter was born. So, so do you I've route been, the ambulances? Is that what you do? Yeah, I do that. It depends on the day. Some days yeah. I answer 911 calls oh, and wow. uh, other days I'm sending people to go help people. J you're going to get one from JR pretty soon. Like <laughs> I've got one in reserve for JR. <laughs> ready to go in a moment's notice. Anthony says last man on earth uh, was great. Wouldn't watch it now though. <laughs> um, so Javi, you have the first book that we're actually, yes. I yeah. take that back, Javi. We're going to uh, do one iTunes review. Okay. There we go. And uh, we have one from our buddy Al. And the subject title is Made Me a Spider Fan Again. Five out of five stars. Uh, fun podcast. I like all the interaction between the hosts. It's just me. Uh, <laughs> there's panelists. We're co-hosts. Co -hosts, no, you're a panelist. <laughs> I'm the host. I don't need help. Uh, made me pick up Spider-Man again after many years. So, Al, thank you very much. That is very Aww. nice. I like that. We have this debate. We've had this debate for years, haven't we, Zach? Yes, we've had that debate for uh, almost <laughs> ten years. And I'm not kidding. This is this is a I, ten year long. I am not. Discussion. I don't need a co-host. I have panelists. It's all good. Okay. Uh, we are We're the all star panel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hobby, take me through ASM number. Uh, what, what's the legacy on here? Uh, legacy 842. 842. Volume 25, number 41. Exactly. Uh, whatever <laughs> we're at right now. Yeah. Take uh, me so through there, sir. This is True Companions Part 1. Uh, Nick mm -hmm. Spencer's your writer. Otley's back on pencils. Rathburn Inks, Fairbairn colorist. Kara Magna letterer. Uh, lots of covers. Gambino was the designer. Wisneski was the associate editor. And Nick Lowe was the editor. And of course, Stan and Steve are spider daddies. Aww. So you are Spidey, the father. That's right. Spidey's in the sewers. He's fighting a mischief of vermin, which is what a lot of rats are called. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Look at Javi with the knowledge. Ooh, a mischief of vermin. Look at Javi with the Googles. Uh, a couple <laughs> minutes on his hand to see what do you call a bunch of rats? It's a mischief. Uh, hmm. So you're, you're going to battle. You're still in Dark Mark's gimmicks. He's the teacher, right? He's supposed to come. <laughs> with, oh, my mom's a teacher. So well, it's, allegedly, Doug is the teacher, but... not of English of broadcasting. And yeah. I know I'm a host, and you guys are palace. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, th I think you're oh, right. I think allegedly because he was allegedly a journalist too when he oh, couldn't pronounce anything. Right. Oh, I wasn't going to go that far. There, I'm going to order oh. a gift to your wife 
from Amazon. It's a knife set. Okay, now oh, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah, like we're five oh, minutes yeah. in, we're already. Uh, I feel. I feel like. I feel like the isolation is getting to all of us. <laughs> all right. That's funny. No, no, that's play, playing with knives is just something my wife and none of I have done routinely over the last thirty years. You know? Okay. Okay. Anyway, back at the book. Right. Back to the mischief. So uh, Spidey's in the sewers fighting the mischief of Vermin, where he is joined in battle by his roommate, Boomerang. Mm -hmm. So Spidey recaps how we got into this situation, and he asks Boomer finally why Kingpin is after him, because it's only been going on since free comic book day. Yeah. Uh, two free comic book days ago? I don't remember now. I've lost track of time. But uh, long story short, there is a uh, city records keeper who alerts Fred to the fact that Fisk is once again after the Lifeline tablet. If you remember that story, that was all the way back in uh, issue 68 of volume one of Amazing Spider-Man, legacy number 68. The only full copy of the map uh, was preserved by a spell that Doctor Strange gave this records keeper, and the records keeper transfers that knowledge to boomerang so spidey and boomerang go on a, a merry hunt for a on for a quest for all the pieces so that's what leads them to the sewers looking for another piece and their fight in the sewers comes to an abrupt end when the vermin get spooked and scurry away and the reason gog <laughs> at project pegasus the lethal legion is attacking they achieve their goal and leave while a green booted onlooker observes so that's it in a nutshell there's a lot of recap um in this book not only for what's happened in the past 41 issues um but just in general spider history um and so i kind of actually put that in a pro just because spencer's grasp of it is encyclopedic um and i really appreciate that fact i also appreciate otley being back um he did do a couple of issues uh at, with the uh, chance right before that with the podcasting, but uh, some of that 2099 stuff, I just wasn't a fan of it. So it's nice to have Otley back. Um, and I, I appreciated the, you know, again, the old plot threads finally getting picked up again with Fred and boomerang and, or with uh, boomerang and Kingpin and why Kingpin has been so hot to get boomerang. Uh, and I like seeing what happened with the vermin uh, suck it, Jr. I like vermin, and yeah. I was happy to see what happened after hunting. What, what they've been doing? Hit it, Javi! Hit it! Yeah, I'm going to scratch my face yeah. again, Javi. There we go. All right, but hey, but overall, Javi, the first time Jr. is like a doorknob. Everybody gets a turn. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> oh gosh. But just the the issue itself um, brought a nice feeling of forward momentum. I don't know if you can say the next issue fares as well when it comes to that. But pro-wise, my biggest pro was like it felt like we were going somewhere again yeah, after doubt. being waylaid by the 2099 story. And as fun as like the podcast was and the chance stuff was, I am itching to get through to Kindred and what's been going on with the Kingpin and all that. So mm -hmm. bring bring it on. So what's your grade, sir? I'm going to give it an A minus. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go around the horn. Ashley, what's your grade? This is a B plus for me. Uh, Zach. This is an A. Okay. JR? A C. Kelly? <laughs> uh, a minus. Grumpy okay. old man, JR. I'm going to give it a B. 
Uh, Javi listed your pros and cons already, didn't you? Well, I did my pros. Okay. I didn't really, um, but I figured we let everyone else do that usually, right? Pros. What did everybody else like? Uh, I agree with Javi. The use of history, spider history, this didn't feel like continuity porn, like it because it drove the story element. Mm-hmm. Um, with and I, I hate to always can go back and compare with slot, but we've had ten years of, of yeah. Slot, so it's one of those things where it's just kind of natural to do. With slot, his his use of continuity almost was like showboating. Like, this is what I know. I, I, Marla Jameson invented spider slaters. How many times did we hear that? Every time she showed up, right? <laughs> it's like one of those guys that sits there and spouts off a useless fact all the time until the point where the fact's been driven into the ground. So I pulled out my essential Spider-Man, volume four, volume four. <laughs> and there you go. Death Without Warning episode or issue number 75 of The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, with the old school cover, uh, it's been well worn. You know, Brad, you have all the essentials, don't you? No, I hated the essentials. Absolutely hated them. They take like fifty. Per- I love the masterworks because they took the color out to lower the price on those things. I right. hate, I hate not having comics with color. I look, I I get it and I understand. Uh, but you know, as a broke college kid, this is well. A- yeah, I guess that would be good for that's a more college college now. We have all Marvel Unlimited now, obviously. Exactly. But, uh, Can you imagine Marvel Unlimited without color? <laughs> it's three ninety nine. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd probably so, pay for that. Yeah, but I, I like, I, like, I agree with Javi. I love Otley. Otley is yeah. It's good to have him back. Um, mm-hmm. The problem that I and, and I'll get this in the cons. But I do like that we're finally getting some answers. This yes. is one of those. This and Kindred are the two lingering plot threads that have been existing for the last fifty issues. So we're almost at uh, almost at a year mark or two year mark for for this run. And so now we're finally starting to get some things wrapped up. Uh, this has been kind of one of those things where it's been kind of annoying for the reader to not know what's going on. So to finally get some exposition. This is a this is a necessary type of issue in terms of explaining what's going on. So I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I'll move on. Other pros. Uh, anybody else? Ashley, think, you liked it a lot. Uh, I think they handled well the kind of getting us back up to speed just without it feeling like a total recap. Um, I mean, we did have, you know, with the, the framing at the beginning and the end, but it didn't feel like it was wasting our time in any way. It's like we see, you know, we start with them fighting vermin and then we get kind of, we see, Hey, here are, here's everything leading up to why we're doing this right now and how, um, you know, kind of these repeated instances. And it's kind of been this fetch quest each time. I just felt like it was um, a a fetch quest. I like that. I've never heard that phrase. That's nice. (laughs) It it was, it was managed. Well, I didn't feel like it was, you know, bookended the way it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, JR and Brad and Javi are, and, and Kelly, yeah. uh, y'all all remember the 90s and the 80s, how every issue was someone's first. That was kind of a Tom DeFalco edict. Yeah. yeah. This kind of felt like one of those issues in terms Very of. Very much so. Actually, shoot, I can add on to that because, like I said earlier, like when we first started recording, was my nephew reread these with me. Um, and he was able 
you know, even though I mostly had to read them to him because he's five, you know, he was able to pick up quickly. And all he really had was like, he knew who Boomerang was, but he didn't know who Gog was. He didn't know all of it. But like, I, it, it was a good thing to start him off on because now he wanted to read more. No, that's good. You know what I mean? So like it, it does, it's a really easy comic for someone new to start on that story. I think because it, it explains good. things well while also giving you your nods that older readers need. It, right. That's I, something I think um, Spencer does really well is that exactly. every time I read it, I find myself, I want to read more. Exactly. Um, even if I've, if I've been behind and I'm catching up, I'm like, Oh my God, I want to read more. And every time there's like a, a reference to something older that was before my time with slot, it kind of felt like I was getting beat over the head and was yeah. like, Ooh, look, yeah. I know. But with Spencer, it's like woven in. Then I'm like, it makes me curious and want to know more, and not feel like I'm kind of being beat out by you know coming in. It's a not day. a it, yeah, it's not beaten over your head. It's, it's more kind of it's an invite to I, go look at further like, stuff. Uh, sorry, to, it's yeah, almost yeah. like Slot had this elitist mentality in terms of how he wrote. No, like I know, no, no, not at all. No, <laughs> and no. and. Spencer kind of comes at it as, "Hey, buddy, why don't you come over here and read and, and check out what I'm doing?" I think that's because Spencer actually likes the source material. Mm. Well, and I think <laughs> I think Slot just as a writer, from what limited experience I have with him, he's just really clunky when it comes to that kind yeah. of stuff, and it's more natural for Spencer to do. Yeah, this is something that's more in his wheelhouse that he's stronger at. Hey, McNulty. Uh, hey, Mike, what's up? Hey, he Mike. says, uh, with the return of the Tablet of Time, the new theory going around is that Kindred is connected to it with folks going as far as to say he's somehow Randy Robertson. What do you guys think of that? Uh, I've I've seen this theory espoused on the message boards, which if you like message boards, go to Spider-Man Crawl Space. Oh, yeah. www.board/index.php. Yes, I still remember the, the actual URL, Douglas, because I used to type it in manually. Um, that's how often I've been to the message board. But, uh, yeah, uh, I've, I've seen this espoused. I don't get it because, like, why would Randy give a bleep? Like, wh I, what would be his Osborne connection? Yeah, yeah. what would be carnage. his Osborne connection? What would be his connection? Like, why is, if he's mad at Peter and Mary Jane, like... There, it just doesn't it doesn't hold up for me yeah as opposed to like some of the other theories like it being potentially hairy you know mm -hmm. re, you know post death post brand new yeah. day you know in, in between or whatever or or gabriel or so you know us as one of the stacy twins or whatever i still think it's a stacy twin um, yeah, I've, I, I've gotten really attached to the kindred is a woman theory because i just love yeah. the creepy undead ladybug aesthetic I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what a quote! I mean, she's she's warm food, so it's okay. And and they Saint Gwen, you know, Gwendolyn the first. Yeah. May she read the piece. Uh, Ryan says, if it's Randy, that doesn't explain why why he be with Janice. <laughs> <laughs> what? So everybody, why he be with Janice? Ryan, you know? you're entirely too white to be. Why, <laughs> why he be with Janice? <laughs> Uh, why Randy? Because Randy was first introduced in the Tablet of Time story arc, says McNulty. Okay, but that doesn't, again, okay, yes, that ties him to this specific part, but why does it... The, but why he be with Janice? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, boy. Uh, D, 
wants to know, are we ever going to review full circle one shot? You know what? I don't think we reviewed that on spider satellites. We may have overlooked you know that. Hey, Dee dude, next spider satellites. I, yeah. we, we will review it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says, uh, Randy does think Peter is a bad roommate and dating the daughter of his father's worst enemy who has tried to kill him over the years. By the way, McNulty says, I still think Kendrick is squeezy bake, AKA the Gwen. <laughs> Joy, Joyce Delaney. Joy, she has a name. Squeezy bake no. works for me. No, it's <laughs> squeezy bake. Love it. Squeezy bake easier to remember. You know, yeah. that would be good synergy. As they say, Gwen is very popular right now. Yeah. Ashley, you, you think it's a woman. So how about Gwen? Uh, I'm yeah. just a little, Gwen's a little old. You're, you're, you're Gwen out. We're, we're burned out. Actually, yeah. Sorry, man. Ashley, are you wearing the crawl space shirt, by the way? Yeah, I did. I just yeah. saw that. Very nice. Am, Oh Wait. my gosh! Oh, you're the I we, need we need to order. We need to order Kelly a, a cross picture. Kelly need, uh, and Sarah. Yeah, Sarah wants one too. So, yeah. oh man. Uh, anyway, uh, Jr. I haven't heard a word out of you. Did you gave it a C? You had to like something. So what? I like the Kingpin's parking ticket joke. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's about yeah. it. That's about it. Of course, I remember. I, you know, the thing is, Zach was bringing up the everybody's issue is first. That's what he always used to uh, justify the repetitiveness of all the clone saga stories. You know, that his name is Kane. His name is Kane. Kane is watching. You know, his name it is Kane. Worked. It no, it worked, didn't. JR. How did it work? I started reading. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we got Zach out of that run, JR. You got me, and you got others besides me, like Donovan uh, and Josh. Yeah. May they rest in peace, apparently. Oh. New JR. Kel Kelly, do you have any other pros? Or did I get to you on pros before we go I to mean, Javi's cons? I pretty much agree with with Zach on this. And I I mean I I like it. It's it's the first part of you know of a series, so it's gotta lay down that groundwork. Right. So I I like the writing and I like how it's cleverly tying in some older lore. So okay. Javi, hit me up with your cons. What do you what didn't you like? What was your grade by the way? A was, I think it was an A minus. Okay. Um the only thing I was looking for would have been just a little bit of Mary Jane since yeah. we're moving so many other things along. No, because she's got to have her own series for a while, well, so we're well, not going to hear from uh, her in the main well, part. Let's see. Spencer already did so well that that phone date, and this is, yeah. you know, yeah. 21st century. We're all talking through Social air media. on computers. Like It wouldn't be that hard yeah. for them to FaceTime and watch a movie together like they did before. Just uh, nothing yeah. wrong, but just to acknowledge that she's there and, you know, what she's doing in her other book and kind of cross-promote that as well. I, it's it didn't ruin the book for me by, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just something I would have liked to have seen and we didn't get it this time. And it, it's been a while since they've had a moment together, really, at least in yeah. amazing. So that, that was it. I don't really have anything else. Okay. Dark uh, all of a sudden. You what? You went dark all of a sudden. Oh, I'm, I'm messing <laughs> with my camera. Every time I adjust it, I move, I zoom in. Oh, <laughs> I was adjusting my lighting. Uh, okay. <laughs> Back when we started this damn show, I didn't have to adjust my lighting nor wear pants. I never had to wear pants. We're supposed to wear pants? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm wearing shorts. 
Okay, I want to hear the biggest con, uh, Jr. Let me hear it. Uh, the you had the most cons, right? Uh, with your C. Con. Con. I, I was just thinking Zach was using the justification too of the. Uh, it's your first issue to, as the fact that it brought him into the Spider-Man universe, and I'm thinking, you know, uh, that's not really much of a justification. That's a that's a pan, right? I mean, that's another, like. Uh, but as far as why I didn't like this story, it's like for one, the tablet of time or whatever. One, didn't we see it? It's you. This is, I think, the third time I can remember it being used, and it's been le uh, less effective each time. It was appropriately used the first time it was brought around. Then, uh, Nabian, Nabian Fabian brought it back in like Lifeline, and didn't yeah. he make it some an Atlantic artifact? And now it's now it's what it's something from outer space or something, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because Gog's got has pieces of it or whatever, you know. It was one of those things that kind of it, it didn't quite fit into Spider-Man because it had a, had kind of mystical magic origins, but it sort of was it, it sort of was okay because it was on the periphery of it and it was otherwise a, a mob story with the Silver Mane and Kingpin. It's just yeah. it's not effect. It just it's not an effective. It's. It, I, you know, it's like it gets more complicated all the time. Yeah. You know, it was like a ma little magic tablet. You know, Silvermane got what he deserved, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and and that was it. That was a story. It didn't even be brought back again. It's less effective every time. Um, you know, and the kingpin trying to heal Vanessa. Jesus Christ. I mean, how many, you know, either kill, I, you know, I thought the woman was dead. You know, uh, what happened to her after? It's like she lost her mind when she got kidnapped in Daredevil. Then she got it back again. She was presence of mind enough to kill her son, you know, back in Daredevil. And now she's lost her mind again or whatever. It's like, what? I, I can't keep trying of what's going on is, with this is she dead you know? is she dead she is dead yeah when did she die in daredevil yeah she died in daredevil mm -hmm. so look kevin smith killer no Bendis. no Bendis killed her. oh Bendis. yeah that's yeah. <laughs> that kind of sucks he was only on for like 12 issues brad come on well Bendis had a longer run than that yeah he had like 50 issues or something but yeah. uh again I, one of my annoyances is why is spider-man characters getting killed off in daredevil's book uh, that's a whole different discussion, I think, which that, that, that could be had one day. Um, Question. Has Vanessa ever done anything other than just kind of be, have something terrible happen to her so that Wilson Fisk has something to do other than seize power? Probably not. I don't know. Basically, she's the, not. Sorry. No, I, the, I, think, I think the most exposure she had was in the Spider-Verse movie. <laughs> Oh, God. It's like, okay, so we have the, the term fridged for a woman who gets killed off for the sake of another character. Yeah. What do you call it when it's done repeatedly? Mm. Ice pick. <laughs> Refrigeration. Ice pick, I like it. Refridged. Um, so, so this is just regurgitation of two old storylines. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but it's one that's been dragging. So I see absolutely no appeal to this particular story. Mm -hmm. uh, anyone else for cons? Oh, you guys have to have cons. Uh, well, well, Brad, you gave it a B. What what kept it from being an uh, A? Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> what what is that story at the back? What does that have to do with yeah, much? It, we know what you know, we didn't really talk about that, Javi. The Lethal uh, Legion. Yeah, I I don't know half of them, but yeah, what did I have I, I know what the Sin Eaters boots look like, and I know we're building towards. Oh, did that a look big like storyline with the Sin Eater, and that looked like yeah. his costume. He was the one watching him. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're building up to that, and I'm excited. I I really yeah. liked um, both the death of Gene DeWolf 
and the sequel story that Peter David did in spec with Sound <clears throat> Sam and Electro. So I, I know we, we, we have a have a dislike of Iron Man because of Iron Man Jr. But why is it that Whirlwind, Grey Gargoyle, and the Living Laser all why are they all there? Like these are all Iron Man villains. I remember mm. watching the Iron Man cartoon in the 1990s. I was like the th like one of five people that did because it was in syndication. But like, I remember that. Why? I get. I guess one thing that uh, I'm taking it down a bit is the l lack of focus on Peter and Spider Man. I yeah. think. I think the Fred is overrun a little bit in this book called Amazing Spider Man. Don't you guys think there's a little bit too much Fred? Absolutely. <sighs> yeah. Yes, if we were looking at this just as, you know, issue by issue, I do think it's necessary to deviate away from the main character a little bit when you're telling a bigger story and kind we're of about to do that big time next issue. Mm -hmm. I kind I of will defend the next issue with. Okay. My <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with that, but I'm also wondering, I'm also just kind of wondering if there's a particular reason that we're fo we're starting the story with such a focus on Boomerang and wondering what, how we're going to end the story because this is kind of a a lot for honestly just kind of a crappy villain like yeah. so okay. I'm 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 just wondering because I know Spencer likes Boomerang but I kind of feel like there has to be some importance we'll we'll see though. Is okay. he going to get off? Is he yeah, going to? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, you were talking about the need to deviate from the lead character, which I agree. In fact, that's always been one of the Spider-Man series' uh, strengths, is because you had interesting mm -hmm. characters to kind of take the focus off of him, all the, you know, you know, all the time. But the problem is, one, they kept killing off his supporting cast. But yeah. two, why Boomerang? You know, why Boomerang? I mean, like, why not Harry Osborn? You know, uh, and then, you know, of course we killed, you know, slot killed Flash Thompson. So we can't use him, you know, uh, it's Spider-Man has supporting characters. Why do we got to bring in this loser? Okay. You know, the writer and, likes and, him. And, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The writer likes him. I don't give a and shit. And they're bringing you know? in new blood too. It's like we have the supporting cast that we're so familiar with. And I, I wonder too, if they just try and do new things for the sake of being new. Cause you know, the way, that we see stuff in the movie adaptations get so overdone and how we see them trying to stay away from doing the origin story over and over again. It's just like, they're trying to have something new for the sake of having something new, which like I agree with in part, maybe not necessarily. In, I, I agree with the results, but not necessarily the spirit of it. I don't think you need to have something new for the sake of being new, but it does give you the opportunity to kind of explore new territory with the characters, give someone else a chance to, you know, become a fan favorite and like maybe you have the opportunity to establish someone new into the canon um, that otherwise wouldn't have before. So uh, real uh, quick, uh, let's read some uh, comments before we go to the next one. Uh, I've got a bunch of them. What were you going to say, Zach? Uh, my, the point that I was going to bring up was the reason I think we're seeing Fred is that He's kindred. <laughs> no. oh <my> God. <laughs> Two things. One, I think that he's going to be cannon fodder for Sinigar. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna kill him? I think I think oh, yeah. 
I sympathetic, make him likable, relatable. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, The best part, one of the best parts of what Spencer wrote before he got on Amazing was Superior Foes. And Mm -hmm. Fred is that type of character that is, I think, there's a passion and a like that that was ignited by writing these characters and making it so fun to write. And so it's infectious. So I know that there was a segment of fans of Spencer that wanted to see Fred. So it's kind of like trying yeah. to draw everything up. And with mm-hmm. the, the old fans coming back and the existing fans, plus the superior fans that may have not been fans of slot. Uh, so I think that's why we saw Fred, but really I think he's going to be cannon fodder by the end. Yeah. Dini yeah. dude says, uh, what writer would you like to see take on Spider-Man? I still like Spencer, mm-hmm. uh, Al Ewing, he suggests, but, uh, Al Ewing's doing a killer job on Hulk. Great. Great. Uh, yeah. Now I, uh, I'm only doing it on unlimited Brad, but like, no, 25, no, not 25. Issue 750 Legacy. Oof, that was such a good issue. I, I haven't got. I don't think it's gotten on, on Unlimited yet. But it's like it, yeah. it's it's the only book of the new stuff that when it comes out on Unlimited, I immediately have to read it. Venkman says, going back to essential, some l- books look better in black and white, like Neil Adams' Batman, not Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the the Ramita stuff looks really good. The Ditko mm-hmm. stuff, I don't think looks good at all. Uh, yeah. McNulty says, uh, holy brainstorms, Batman. I just figured out how Kindred has powers. He or she as one of the fragments of the tablet at time. What yeah, do you think, probably. Crawl Spacers? It would tie probably. this together. Yeah. That would, that would be good. Again. That is why we're being, why he's telling this story now. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. It makes sense. When we finally get to the resolution of Kindred, I think it's going to be one of those really interesting things to go back and read the run as a whole. Because we're in the middle of this, it's kind of difficult to, and we've had so many side quests with like 2099 and stuff that it's been difficult to Mm -hmm. to focus on the kindred stuff. So it'll be interesting to read it as a whole. Hmm. It's nice that we're being kind of this offshoot from the kindred stuff, but to have it ultimately tie in, I think would be satisfying. You're presuming that there is even going to be an issue 50. That is a perfect segue, JR, to you reviewing the very last issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Potentially. Oh, God. Potentially. We're going to end with We're going to come back, guys. Oh, come on. Okay. Okay. No we're more comics. <laughs> no. Okay. We're, we're not all going to die. Okay? We're just bad. Okay. That oh, don't make you die yet. JR, take me through the Amazing Gog. <laughs> you know, in a time. In a time. In a time when the comic book industry, before this whole thing happened, was kind of dying on the vine anyway, <laughs> and it, it was nece- it's necessary to and and everybody and remember every comic is somebody's first, right? Yeah, including the last. You know, and you know when, when I you know when, when I'm thinking of you know maybe when someone's a oh, fresh and just take it, are. <laughs> Impressionable reader, you know, and thinking, so I'm going to spend four dollars on a comic book, you know, called The Amazing Spider Man. I expect to see Spider Man. Well, guess what, boys and girls, you've been screwed again. You We've know, been screwed. I would spend four dollars on Gog. Bend over and take it again, boys and girls, because oh Marvel is just I'll take it for Gog. 
because Marvel no, don't had it for guys. <laughs> remember Spider-Man being one of the most down-to-earth superheroes, you know, who fights in the sewers oh. and fights on the streets and fights nasty, you know, uh, uh, crazy scientist, crazed businessman villains. Uh, you know how just alien antagonists just work so well for him. The so, dog. <laughs> So so we're going so let's let's get into this story here where uh where obviously you know uh, Spidey and Boomerang are interrupted from you know their bromance uh by yeah. you know Gog crashing in you know and and they look at each other and say you know we haven't had something interrupt the, the storyline since the 2029 th- 2099 thing Spidey <laughs> what do you think and Spider-Man goes you know you're right Boomerang we're due for something else to just completely uh tangent you know so why why don't we let Gog do it so anyway so we go to a planet of uh, one-eyed two-toned flying blue people eaters or whatever and you know so so we we've got a couple of eggs you know and it's like I, and i don't know who these people are or why we should care about them or anything else they look like okay. gonzo from the muppets anyway so we got that's an insult to gonzo uh, <laughs> But uh, so, you know, here, here's these two eggs, you know, and, and they're named something with only one, was it, what is it, T-S-I-L, there's, well, it's one vowel two times, Tisillin or whatever, some other name that I can't pronounce, you know, and it turns out to be Gog. And then because Spencer, you know, I, I hope he wasn't paid by the word for this book, you know, because... <laughs> Gog write autobiographies. That's how important Gog's story is. Or, 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 maybe, or, maybe, or maybe he actually, or maybe like J.J. Abrams, who farmed a Spider-Man oh, story out to oh, his kid. No. You know, maybe, Spence, maybe Spencer <laughs> farmed out this story to his kid, who maybe is only five years old, and therefore who doesn't talk in complete sentences. You know, so we get, you know, you know, Gog, you know, Gog love, Gog eat, Gog crap. You know, all kind. You know, we get we get pages of just Gog speaking in the the, the first person. You know, and and doing all kinds of absolutely boring things and nothing of any consequence. Then you know, more crazy aliens attack, and uh, you know, again because we don't know these people, we don't care that they're being killed or whatever at all. At all. Preach, you know, and preach, brother Jr. You know, I mean, and of course, oh, we know going. <laughs> Right to and the of course, you know, th- th- this reminds me too of like the Rhino story. You know, when we when we decided that we instead of focusing on Spider Man, we were going to focus on the Rhino, and we were going to spend so much time giving attention to this chick of his. You know, and he knew she was going to get killed off, of course, because then it would give him a big pity story. So you know, you can see a big pity story coming. So anyway, so you know, Gog's not worthy flying with the family or whatever. So you know, so, so they put him in the cargo ship. You know, and then you know the 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 ship gets you know knocked off course and then it's like and then spencer goes golly gee whiz you know i mean uh let me let me let me try to tie in this with a, a another crap spider-man story from the old days the you 90s? know where spider-man spider-man goes to the savage land which is another oh. place he doesn't belong you know yeah, i mean preach you know, preach Spider-Man going to outer space and Spider-Man going to the Savage Land. Couple places that Spider-Man doesn't belong, you know. However, so, he does belong on Battle of the World with Secret Wars. <laughs> Fight me, <laughs> Douglas. This is Old Man Screaming Cloud Part Two. So, just let the old man scream at the clouds. <laughs> Only Part Two. I've been screaming at clouds for well, I mean, years. Thirteenth 
By the way, Adam, to answer your question, Stan Lee would not be associated with Gog. It was Roy Thomas, and I hated that issue when I read it years ago. Go. (laughs) So anyway, you know, and then of course, you know, we go back to that, you know, stupid Savage Land story. Yeah. And you know, you know, back then, Gog supposedly died in quicksand. Well, apparently, Gog didn't die in quicksand. You know, some. Some union construction crew dug him up or whatever. Can't keep a good guy down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then and then of course we go to the blue people who we don't care about. No, we find out blue we find out Blue Boy is missing Gog, you know, and, and then we go back to some some other story, which I never read apparently, where uh, uh, uh Gog was part of the Sinister Six. It was Eric then, Larson, it was around twenty-five of adjectiveless Spider-Man. It was uh, just before yeah, that was, that was yeah, before the entire it was, it was seventeen. It had like Deathlock and Hulk and yeah. Ghost Rider and everybody uh-huh. and his brother fighting Gog. Like 17 through 22. I Michael Reed says, Gog forbid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, now, first of all, first of all, here, let me give you a little educational lesson. The name Gog, you know, I mean, Gog and Magog, I mean, first of all, they're ripoffs from the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel's chapter, I believe it was Ezekiel chapter 38 and chapter 39. Right. Uh, because oh, now, now we're literally getting preaching on. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jr. So, you know, again, oh, again, what, again. You know, we're, we're looking at how how comic writers are going back and ripping off ancient mythology uh, for their stories. And uh, you know, good fundamentalist Baptist, I was raised on all of this biblical prophecy. Trouble. Oh my God! Uh, so uh, you know. <laughs> So, you know, Gog and Magog, I mean, and and go to your local preacher to see who is supposed to represent. uh, Can I I get an amen, Brother Ryan? (laughs) Anyway, so again, no original ideas here. You know, so Adam says that Eric Larson's story was good, dumb Gog fun. So, uh, so <laughs> Reed Richards shrinks Gog, you know, and sends him, sends him to the planet of the blue people again. And, and now blue boy, now blue boy is on the front line. Uh, and, uh, he gets, you know, and, and Gog shows up, you know, and of course blue boy gets blown up. See blue boy blown up. Blue boy gets blown up. <laughs> Blue boy gets blown to bits. Blue boy's balls gets blown to bits. Thank God it's Sunday, says Eric. Whoa. <laughs> so this escalated quickly. So blue boy's goddamn right. To, <laughs> so blue boy's balls get blown to itty bitty bits. And then we give Gog this pity scene. Oh, oh, oh Gog's cried. Poor Gog. You know, poor monosyllabic, monosyllabic Gog, you know, who only spit, you know. Um, so then this is another thing. The blue girl, you know, the blue girl here. I don't know if blue girl is blue mom or what, but anyway, blue girl looks over dead blue boy's bits and uh, because he's been blown to bits and she gives him bits of this tablet, which again, I guess it's the, see, I thought this tablet was just something mystical, you know, back from Spider-Man 68. But now then I thought it was an Atlantean, now Atlantean artifact because the Submariner had it, so, but somehow it winds up in this blue chick's hands. So for some reason, she thinks Gog is so. So for some reason, she thinks that Gog is sentient enough. Michael, you know, Lee, we're going to know what to do with the it. goddamn ground. I mean, <laughs> Gog is salty, says Vinkman. God damn it! First of all, Gog has been treated as a pet. So I'm gonna. So it's like okay. So I have this this dangerous alien artifact here that I want to. 
that I want to send off into the unknown. What am I going to do? I, 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 honey, bring the cat down here. You know, so I'm going to, I'm going to, so I'm going to give this, this, this deadly artifact to a cat, you know, and have the cat protect it. Uh, and then, and then, and then all of a sudden, you know, Spencer, whoever, whoever Spencer, so Spencer either wakes up from his nap or whatever, and he goes, Oh crap, we're on page 20. Oh crap, you know, Where I gotta go back to writing it, I gotta go back to writing it again, you know, so. So then he brings Gog, oh, brings Gog, Spider-Man, and Boomerang, you know, and, and the last panel says to be continued and says, shoo, my work here is done. You know, Gog like that review. <laughs> and, and, you, and boys and girls, you, you want to know why the comic industry is dead or dying or whatever you want to. This is one of the reasons. No, Whoever you can, out no, there you just, can figure it no. out. You just had to four bucks for this. This is your first. This is your first issue, boys and girls. You know, you know. Be my first and last issue. Jr. Do you know what Gog's favorite uh, search engine is? Goggle. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I, I regret oh, low hanging fruit. This is, this is the night. You know what, Jr. This is the night that I wish that Berryman was here because he would. Ryan, the so Ryan says so closes the book of Jr. According to God. <laughs> what do I get? Adam says, and that's I, I, how we end fifty-eight years of amazing Spider-Man <laughs> comics with the goddamn issue of this crap. God maybe maybe the philosophy should be this isn't gonna this isn't just everybody's first issue. Maybe the philosophy should be this could be people's last, last issue. Oh so, go with God, anyway. my sweet child. All right. So, so what do I give it? It didn't personally offend me, so I can't give it. Are you an sure? F. Yeah. No, no, no part, 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 a story personally offending. There's nothing here where I sense it being something stupid or deliberate. I don't know. I don't know what the motivations were to put. It was to get four bucks out. out of your gog wallet. But I give it a D minus. D minus. Come on, Jr. I knew that that, that the D minus was coming because, like, as soon as you said it, did not personally offend me. It was not going to be an F. Because I if know God, if God drinks a lot, does he have beer goggles? <laughs> <laughs> what in God's word world is going on? Uh, God so, uh, Jr. DC Marvel fan guy wants to know if God killed uh, all the vermin. Would you like him? Well, you know what? Uh, I don't hate Gog as much as I hate Venom. I mean, Vermin. But here's the thing: I don't really dislike Gog. I mean, but it's just like it, it, you know. But like Vermin, for example, the reason I one reason I didn't like Vermin was here you have two, that Demetrius for some reason felt that it, like I said, he had two strong stories going: one with Spider Man and Craven, and then another with Peter and Harry, and he brings Vermin in and completely. Like I said, tangents the narrative. You know, here I like I said, I don't know what I don't dislike Gog, but how is he? He's not a particularly effective character. He's a one-shot character. His time was done. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's like what, what's the ago. point? I mean, is this? I mean, is Spencer just deliberately? Did he anticipate the end of the comic book industry? Thinking <laughs> if I put in, if I, I that, that that he really has no idea. He has no he idea how to end the, the, the age of Gog. 
So he has no idea how to end the Kindred story. So he keeps going in all these deviations, hoping the comic industry comes to an end so he doesn't have to come up with the with something to which he has no idea how to Michael end. wants to know what in God's world is going on. <laughs> Vinkman wants to know what are some comics that personally offend you, JR, that gave you that you gave Fs. What are they? What are on the top they? of your head. They are the uh, Mackie Byrne reboot, Spider-Man number 18 or whatever, when the Green Gob fifth Green Goblin, you know, was turned out yeah. to be a disintegrating clone. That yeah. was a big F. That was Burn construct. That was Byrne and Mackie's FU to the audience, probably more Burn so than Mackie. FU to the audience who kept wanting to know who was the fifth Green Goblin. Okay. Another one was the uh, and I don't know if I rated an F then uh, for, for, because I hadn't quite formed my personally offensive uh, narr- uh, definition yet. But the, uh, the, the, the the Betty Brant story where they spent all these years watching movies and then Aunt, and then Aunt May decides to lecture Peter for not yeah. being there for her when Uncle yeah. Ben died. Yeah. Um, that was the first issue and it was, was one of the slots worst. And and then there was the one where Harry Osborne told Vin Gonzalez, "Oh, by the way, I don't think about my son for weeks at a time." Yeah. Uh, McNulty says, "I bet if Gog was Hulk villain, he'd have more Gog, more love, Gog Nabbit." Yes, he's there, more of the Hulk was, villain. There was one more, and it was the uh, the uh, learning to crawl. Uh, oh, yeah. series where the counselor stands there and tells Aunt May that Peter is no good. Yeah. You know? And I can't, you know, unless you're not familiar with that story, there's no way I can sum I, it up. I remember that. But but Peter has been accused of stealing some video equipment or whatever. But anyway, he's been a good kid all this time. And recently, Uncle Ben, his father essentially was murdered in a home invasion. So the, the counselor d- decides to give up on him. Says, "No, he's no good. We can't help him." And it's like, what? So anyway, those are the stories that personally affect right. me. So we have a D minus out of Jr. Right? Ooh. Yeah. So okay, like Ashley. A goddamn A. <laughs> <laughs> well, a go- well, we have a D minus and a goddamn A. Yes. Zach, let's get the. C plus. C plus. Okay. Javi. God loves and man kills. And <laughs> I I've been thinking about this all week. It's called I mean, Amazing we'll Spider-Man. Yeah. 43. Yeah. <laughs> and now the Amazing Spider-God. Uh, He's B- on the cover, Spider-Man. But is he inside the $4 book? B minus. Oh, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Kelly. Well, one, I I had to hug. Um, the Tiger King? This, this Tiger <laughs> thing that looks. I decided it's it's my Gog now. Oh. Um, we all need our own Gog. <laughs> build a Gog. Um, yeah, build so a Gog. Build a legend. But uh, I, I would say oh, no. I would say B, and it's solely B? from I. I'm giving basically I'm giving it a B because it's a beautiful story. Yes, yeah. but it not is the way not, Jr. told it. <laughs> no, but it's it's not a Spider-Man story. Thank you. So it doesn't need to be an A, but it is a wonderful origin story for Gog. If this was uh, amazing, Gog, but uh, it's not. Brad, what's your grade? 
D with JR. I'm with the brother. <laughs> all right, all right. We're on the goddamn same page, JR. Four dollars. I, I just love I, I just love it now how dog we that because Brad's trying to get us all to cut back on our cussing. You know, and now we're cussing, we're saying now, now it's like now it's like the Battlestar Galactic version of frack, you know, or what or, 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 what's now, uh, 2099? Not frack. What what is what is uh uh 2099's cuss? Um, shock. 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 Yeah. Shock and gog, baby. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's go to so comments dirty. real quick. I'm with Ashley. You goddamn right it's an A. Yes. So suck it, JR. <laughs> suck it, JR. Everybody who says suck it, JR, here's my list. Okay. <laughs> I think they're playing drinking games and they're, they're passed uh, out at this point. You know, George has been on my list for some time. What was his name? Tyson. He made me do he made me do that. Oh my god, you remember like Tyson from episode two hundred or something. Oh, oh he made he made me do that stupid Saginaw, Michigan story. So Tyson's on my list. <laughs> Terry Cavanaugh for coming up with the clone saga. <laughs> and, uh, what about and the guy who did the spider push-up? for telling me to suck it. So, okay, oh, yeah. you're on my list, Nicole. Uh DC right. Marvel fan guy wants to know if you preferred the Gibbon issue better, JR, from last year. That uh, was the, um, you know what? I don't think I read those because it was... Um, it was the the host the, the whole Central Park bullcrap, right? You yeah, know, yeah. Where, 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 yeah. it was, that a was point another of... diversion, another diversion from yes. the main story. What it's, were those so issues I, called? I, think I read it. Eighteen point. That's my main right. thought. Is that because this is where having a satellite book? This book wouldn't sell if it didn't have amazing no, no, no. on the title. But, but it no, was, yeah, yeah, no. a legacy. What number. I'm saying is is this is where in the old days this would have been in a satellite issue, I guess, and it wouldn't have been mm -hmm. in a. It would have tied into Amazing Spider-Man, but it wouldn't have been in Amazing Spider-Man. So that's part. That's part, part of my problem with it. What was your grade yeah. again, Zach? I gave it. I gave it a C plus. Okay, you're uh, you're with me and Jr. a little bit. I, I, I'm I'm because look, I gave it a C plus mainly because of, of Otley's artwork. I thought he did a great job. <clears throat> I thought yeah. the story was effective, but. The problem is, is that going back to what Hobby said with the previous issue, the forward momentum we had was ground to a screeching halt to yeah. do the exposition yep. jog. And if this had been half the issue, I wouldn't have probably had so much of a problem with it. But the fact that we took 22 pages <laughs> to do this, if this had been done in 11, I would have... This was like a, a bad Bendis decompressed issue to explain everything of Gog. I I get it because like I'm like well Bendis oh, would have been the a hell six is issue Gog. Like at the end of yeah. the last issue, I was like, who's who the hell's Gog? And I'm like, oh, he does tie into Spider-Man. Yeah. And I'm a longtime reader. Like Gog's extremely obscure. It's like this was almost slot level of continuity porn. And that's why it gets a so recently so I reread a heartfelt story. Recently, yeah. I reread the ASM run on Marvel Unlimited. And, you know, you go through a hunt. What issue did God come in? Like 103, 104? Like I, I read 102, 103 issues of Amazing Spider-Man. Beautiful stuff. Stanley, Steve Ditko, John Romita. And then Stan steps away. Roy Thomas comes in and takes Gwen Jameson and Peter to the Savage Land to take pictures and Gog shows up and Gwen's in a bikini for most of it. Yay. It was out of left field and I was like, whoa, this is such okay. a bad story. 
Okay. Roy Roy Thomas was like what, 19? Yeah. Yeah, that's this this, this seems like a 19-year-old <laughs> god dream. Yeah, but, no, but, 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 but Jerry Conway a little more sophisticated than that. He wrote better books. Yeah, Jerry Conway was young and he wrote better I'm books. Sorry, I'm sorry. Well, I'm no, sorry. it's true. I'm just I'm just like in his defense, he wanted to put Gwen in a bikini. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I, I mean, hey, look, hey, look, look. If I had if I was 19 years old and had a chance to write Spider-Man, I'd put Gwen and Mary Jane in a bikini in a, in a mud wrestling match. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. You're, you're, you know, you have someone behind you, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it was just like the most oh, awful thing. She doesn't care. No, I, I will say that, like, like I said, I was rereading these um, earlier with my nephew, and he yeah. looked at me at the end of this issue, and he was just like, okay, cool. Where's the next issue? I don't really care about Gog. Exactly. And I was thinking, like, know what's good for them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is like this is like Mark Alford's like favorite thing because he loves bad villains. So, like, yeah. I know on the on the front page, he gave it a, a very high grade. I think Neil gave it a pretty high grade as well. I, I just, I'm with Brett. I'm more with. I'm I'm not like as visceral as Jr. Because, well, I'm not as old as Jr. So, therefore. You know, I can't get as this. Give it, give it twenty years Your on this podcast. All of you people will be old sometime too. Yes. You know, so <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I get just, it. But yeah. A couple of you have already got a head start because you yeah. don't have any hair. But uh, I'm on your side. God damn it! <laughs> By the I way, uh, it, it was really one hundred three and one hundred four. Yep. It really drew me into the story. Like I got invested in what was being told. It was heart wrenching. But like when I started getting towards the end and I felt like the book getting lighter in my hands on one side. Yeah. And it was like, Where, yeah. where's Spider-Man? Yeah. And, and, and if, if I knew going into it, that it, it wasn't going to be focused on Spidey, I think I would think higher of it. Um, yep. But just like, like Zach had pointed out, like we were, we were going places. Yep. And, <laughs> And we we came to a screeching halt. And if it was if it was a, a HU issue, I, I'd have no problems giving it an A right. at yeah, all. It's, it's not. It's eight hundred and forty three of yeah. Amazing Spider Man. By design, those HU issues were supposed to color around the edges yeah. and take where, your money from the center of the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> but again, this is where it just. It just, yeah. Uh, again, if this had been cut in half and we focused on progressing the story, I'd have been fine. I, you could have taken out literally half the pages of this exposition and I'd have been fine and kept it focused yeah. on the Spider-Man stuff. Okay. But again, it's it, it, it suffers from over-exposition and middle part syndrome. Ashley loved it. She gave it an A, uh, didn't you? Why did yeah. you like it? Okay, so no, give me your pros. I have very specific but very easy to reach standards for the media I consume. Okay, basically, I'm dead inside. So <laughs> as long as you make me feel something, oh, that's because you got married. <laughs> oh, oh, so Ashley, yeah. I'm reading Spider Man and I suddenly get like this homeward bound as directed by Brad Bird story. 
<laughs> and I'm totally swept up in it. Yeah. I'm getting so, and plus like those simple characters. So like, you know, this happens with any kind of animal character, especially robots. I just, my heart goes out to them. They're pure, they're wholesome. They're too good for this world. How many times have yeah. you read uh, Isaac Asimov's uh, robot stories? They're, uh... I should go read them. Mostly I just watch a lot of Gundam. And a lot of, yeah. a, a lot of uh, uh, real robot shows. And I get very emotional. So don't and then watch I watch Tyrion Bryant and I cry. But... Nope. Yeah, Ashley, don't watch Bicentennial, man, because not only does it have all those elements, but it also has Robin yeah, Williams. Rob, oh, yeah, I watched no. theaters when no. I was. Ashley, uh, my biggest complaint, and, and it may not be yours, but this is called Amazing Spider-Man, and he's not yeah, in it I, much. I'm. This is, this so is just one issue, book. though, out of 800. I'm That's always right. okay. Like, as long as 90% of the focus is on Spider-Man, I'm okay with BBH. He wasn't on, he isn't in 90%, maybe 10 I'm not saying 90% of every single issue. I'm saying 90% of the 800 collective issues that we have. Oh, I do um, issue at a time. But. I just see, to me, comics are a long-form medium, so I'm not too torn up if um, one issue maybe kind of deviates, like isn't pushing the story forward, or it's not focused entirely on the titular character. Because to me, it's like, okay, so maybe this is just a slight deviation. Um, it's a... It could be a writing exercise. It can be just a uh, a one off. It can just be for funsies. Um, but the, this was funsies. It'll pick up and go on. Yeah. That's the beauty of comics, and that's the strength of the medium is that it will keep going. Um, yeah. For me, uh, where is I going with this? I had something. <laughs> Hang on, it'll come back to me. Go on. It's okay. You could you could go to the internet and goggle it. <laughs> oh, I don't <laughs> Usually Jack is in the background being her conscious, just like Sarah is being Zach's conscious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think Ashley brings up a good point, though. As in a normal world, you know, we'd be getting an issue in about a week, and yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot different. It's like you read a bad Superman comic, and you're like, "Well, that sucked," but. Next week I got action and hopefully that'll be good yeah. versus, okay, I had Batman V Superman and um, that's all you got. And like, when's my next live action fix going to be like, you don't know. So that makes more of like a, more of an impression about the character and what, what the future holds yeah. versus yeah. you move on to that next book and you know, things are, are right again. Michael J. I remember what I was going to yeah. say. Okay, go cool. ahead. And uh, it actually spins off from what Javi said. Um, that stories like these, these little one-offs, leave more of an impression on me. Like, what I what I want, you know, the entire line to be made up of stories like this. No. Um, that's what makes them stand out so much. That um, now, I'm never going to forget who Gog is. It's left a really big impression on me. Um, I, I won't forget I think that that's either. JR is grumpy. Yeah. I'm kind of grumpy. Um, McNulty has a question. Do you think since okay. uh, we're going to have to wait a, a long time in between issues, is uh, Spencer going to go back and rewrite some upcoming stories? I don't think he will that's, because uh, he's already sent them to the artist, happen. right? Yeah. Uh, that's so, kind of a news story, but that's not really what's going on with Marvel right now. No, yeah. no, no. Well, yeah. Marvel. Well, I would just say how long until we have Corona commentary and comment. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like I'm waiting for like when all this is over and we have some kind of rom com about 
Oh my God. Right. Being quarantined. Cause it's going to happen. It'll be like the, you've got mail of our era. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got Corona. <laughs> so, uh, you, you now have the Corona. So Kelly, what was, what was your grade on it again? Um, I gave it, I'm, I'm wavering between a solid B and a B minus, but okay. my reasonings for it are because like, I fully agree. It's not a Spider-Man story, but also it's like we were, ex- I was expecting like next week to be pulling another issue and to me, I like the fact that it's here's this forgotten villain. Here's an, a good story. And to me, it's it's just it's written very well. It's draw, you know, it's beautiful artwork. The story definitely has a beginning, middle, end. Yeah. Situa- like so, looking at it as like English teacher stuff, which you know, I've, I've, that's how I generally read this. I read this from a perspective of does it take me somewhere? Does it have some kind of resolution? Does it you know, is it a what's quote unquote a decent story? And you know, some comics, especially lately, haven't been doing that. Like uh, the yeah. last issue of Amazing Mary Jane, for example, does not do that. So, like yeah. in my sense, like I don't want to. Like I definitely feel like it needs a decent grade, but it's also not an. It could be an A for me if there was more to do with the actual title. To yeah. me, this this is almost like an untold tales or like just kind of some kind of B story that would have been great in something else, but not Amazing Spider-Man. And yeah. we don't know why it's being put in Amazing Spider-Man. And that's kind of the problem because that's how we're being left for the next few months. And that's yeah. a it's it sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, again, this is where I feel like having a Peter Parker Spider-Man to fill in the gaps where we're amazing Spider-Man still the engine, but mm-hmm. you can, you can add some, some, some uh, nitrous, if you will, to the, to the engine, if we're going to use fast and furious references for reasons. And <laughs> so again, having a satellite title, this would have worked as a satellite or, or an mm-hmm. anthology book like a web of spiders. Yeah, my, yeah. my grade would have yeah. gone up from a D if this was a satellite book. This uh, is not yeah. a Spider-Man. This is the flagship. Yeah. Being a yeah. flagship book, it hurts. And of yep. course, with all the stuff surrounding it, again, this was not Spencer's intention. This was beyond any anybody else's I mean, control. This was probably I, written like four months ago. Yeah, I, so I would I, still be ticked if there was one coming out next week. But, I mean, here's 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 the point. Uh, the thing yeah. though, getting beyond the <clears throat> getting beyond all the the, the funny stuff and uh, the fact that it's really not appropriate. It's an emotionally manipulative story. You know where it's going from page one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, didn't we do this with the Gibbon? You know, I mean, it's like, didn't we do this with the Rhino's girlfriend? You know, it's like, you know, like from page one or page two, you know that you're being set up for an aw, aw. Yeah. And to me, that's, 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 that's the one of the real problems of the story too. It's deliberately emotionally manipulative. Uh, it's only purpose is to make you feel sorry for this character, and then it just it 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 goes to that well too often. So know? if we had so, more Gog and Spider Man and led up to this, it'd be it'd be better yeah. for you, right? Or if it had been a five page backup story, okay, but, you know, yeah, okay. If it had been eleven pages, I think it would been it would have been fine. But I, yeah, the other point that I feel like is that we've got so much other stuff going on in Spider-Man right now. Why? Like I, 
have Gog show up again, and and that 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 leads to he comes out. It's like, oh, but wait, here's more, and then we're getting a lot more. This is an yeah another obstacle between us and Kindred, and uh, and I feel like yeah. that that it just it's like a check mark that needs to that he wanted to check off, and yeah. uh, look, uh, uh, Jr. I have a question for you. Oh, the Paul Jenkins run the beginning of the Paul Jenkins run and how many times he went to the uncle Ben and Peter. Well, did that upset you or is it because it was Ben and Peter and their relationship? Did that make a difference? It was overdone. I mean, he told that it was like, and and I'm trying to remember, uh, you know, it's kind of funny though, too. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I'm trying to remember, trying to be consistent with, because those issues are right now, 20 years old or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, Jay, but, I got to make you use your memory banks. But, but, but yeah, but I know I think he went to that well once too often. Uh, yeah, Paul Jenkins had a tendency to tell these, you know, occasionally he would tell like a one part really on the nose story, but then he would do two or three one part emotionally manipulative, deliberately manipulative stories. So yeah, he, he did that too often. As Real well. quick, Heroing has a good question. I agree with you guys on the issue, but I do think. It's sort of like the kid who collects Spider-Man issue, but it's also good to remember after this arc, I think we're finally going into Kendrick. The The problem uh, is the, the kid, kid who collect, kid. collects Spider, kid who collects Spider-Man is about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. This is about yeah. the kid who collected Gog. <laughs> it's ex- literally the it's, kid who collected Gog, isn't it? It's not? like Spencer was a Gog action figure, and, and that's and that's why he included it. So we're going to get that as a Build-A-Figure down uh, later probably. in 20. Adam says, the kid who collected Spider-Man was probably... I'm trying to think if if it wasn't the first of its kind, it was one of the first of its yeah, kind. Right. That yeah. that's been overdone since. Yeah. Adam says yeah. uh, even the kid who collects Spidey was kind of a backup to the Thunderball story mm-hmm. in ASM. He's, yes. He's putting the poster up of Thunderball versus Spidey on his exactly. wall. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't the focus. Right. I, I I will say that you know Disneyland is going to have that build your own Spider Bot. I would much prefer a build your own Gog. <laughs> build your own goblin build your own, that, uh, build your own goblin. Always, look I don't care I just don't like auto Octavius and I don't like spider bots <laughs> I, you know again I think if this had been grizzly if this had been spot if this had been a, a spider yeah. villain that, yes obscure spider-man villain that is actually related to spider-man yeah. spider-man's world yeah. like Gibbon was yeah it made a much different impact that's why it no, only like, got a C minus for me we had a very yeah. we had a big variety of grades. The um, I, I I now equate Gog to uh, to Mojo and X Men. <laughs> I if I see Gog wow. again, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna right. Gog. Okay. Okay. I think that's a wrap. Uh, Facebook and YouTubers, uh, we're gonna do, we're gonna take a break. Uh, Michael Reed, why no likey Ock Kelly? <laughs> I it's a long just, story. It's. I've never liked him. Also, More. like, I just felt like I felt creeped out that he liked Aunt May. Like, just <laughs> he was no good for her. And how dare Adam says <laughs> Norman and Gog mashup equals the Green Goblin. Yeah, that's pretty oh good. Yeah, that's pretty that's win. We're gonna end on that's that one. Good. All right. So Brad, oops, I went to my mouth didn't I? So. <laughs> what, Brad, Zach? Do you want me to recap the grades, right? Yeah, quick? recap grades like yeah. we do on Skylar. All right. Yeah. So uh, for the first issue we covered tonight, we had an A minus, a B, a C, an A minus, a B, and an A. And then the second issue we covered was a D minus, A, yeah. C plus. 
B minus B and a big old fat D. That was mine. That was mine. That was my uh, D. Yep. That was your. Oh, (laughs) God. Is this where we're going? Uh, I'll edit that out. Okay. How many? How many? (laughs) On this question, how many below C grades has Brad given the Spencer run? Not Uh, many. Not many. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Not so many. my next project, I just, I'm, I'm almost done with Friday Night Fights. On the spreadsheet is going to be going through and getting the grades. Oh, wow. Please pray for me. <laughs> well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, one more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to uh, that I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. 